this is going to be a really highly uh, practical episode for you. It's actually quite short as well. So let me just dive right in. Most B2B SaaS companies spend too much time on new customer acquisition and too little time on expansion, retention, and referral. But look, SaaS businesses grow so fast because they're focused on expansion, retention, and referral. Those are amazing levers that you can pull in the life cycle. And I would highly recommend, if you've never thought about it before, think about this because it really makes a difference. Now, the PE-backed companies we work with really get this playbook, okay? Um, and here is how we make this happen for them. The first thing is we measure four areas for clients. NPS, now that's a leading indicator of how much people like what you do. And although a lot of people don't love NPS as a concept, they think it's wrong, they think HBR is like uh, selling them something, we think it's linked to churn. I mean, that's our experience, and we've worked with over 100 B2B SaaS companies at enterprise level. High NPS is correlated with low churn. The second thing that we measure is product subscribed. So how many products that could be, that could be features within a, um, within a different pricing tier, that could be small modules, that could be literally different products within a platform, in a company, how many of them are on the average account? Now, <clears throat> how embedded the platform is that you're selling in the client's business is really important. Now, if there are multiple products in use, then not only is your expansion revenue growing because you're adding more products to each account, but you're also likely to see less churn because the switching risk of multiple products is actually increased vastly this means that customers are effectively like locked in, in a good way. They're getting what they need and they don't really want to change it. So this is a great way to kind of think about um, uh, measurement, right? So how many products are subscribed to in there? Then we've got seats sold. Now this one's pretty simple. If more people are using your product in a business, there are more voices to protest on your behalf if someone wants to switch to a competitor. Again, switching risk is real. Get those seat numbers up. And then last price increase date. Now companies expect prices to rise most years. Everyone acts outraged when it happens, but when it does, it's not that big a deal. Raise your prices periodically. Everyone expects it. They know it's gonna happen. Now you'll see more revenue and almost no one will really care long-term unless it's an insanely large price rise. Now, the trade-off between losing some customers, which you probably will, fair point, and gaining a lot of revenue because you've increased the price across multiple accounts is an obvious one most of the time. But you should check your data and see. Now, the second uh, area that we work on with our PE-backed firms is uh, we help them do the following so we'll reach out to the happiest customers first and we'll show them how subscribing to product B, if they already pay for A, has a better together effect, right? Now, that has the effect of actually recruiting, um, of, of actually expanding the business. It expands the business, the, the contract that we're getting, the contract value increases, 
Uh, and if the average contract value increases, you're getting paid more. You can afford to spend more to acquire people. It's a flywheel, right? Then we put in the final piece, which is recruit more of their teams into the product suite. Now, this is a retention play. It's a referral and a retention play. If you uh, have a high contract value because people are using your product um, and multiple of your products at any one time, you can then multiply that potentially by adding more teams. And this is how realistically you go from, hey, this deal is good to this deal is the kind of deal that is driving our business and the kind of deal that our company is eventually going to be acquired for. That's how, that's how it works. That's how the sausage gets made. Now, the final thing that you can do here is add new features to renewals on the existing platform to reward customer loyalty. Again, a retention play. Again, a referral play. But also, sell through higher pricing on additional future products. There's no reason that you have to always honor the first price that you, uh, you gave somebody. You can also improve your business by increasing prices, as we've already talked about. And if somebody buys product A, then renews, there's no reason that you have to sell product B at the original price they paid for product A. Think, just think about that because it is really important. It is a lever that you can pull today. Number three, look, some of this is obviously customer success work, but how can marketing help? First things first is target high NPS customers with email and revenue expansion ads, okay? So uh, this is all about what we talked about fairly regularly, which is segmenting users better. So we have an episode of this show called uh, The Boomerang Method, uh, which talks about how we do this with ads in particular. It doesn't make sense to send the same offer, the same requests, the same kind of CTAs to all of your uh, all of your audience. Instead, you should segment them based on activity, based on value, based on demographics and firmographics, and only send the appropriate stuff to uh, certain people in that. A good opportunity there is people who are really enthusiastic about your product because they've given you a high MPS, you know that. Uh, Offer them additional products that could make their life easier. Second thing is show high NPS customers a webinar highlighting product B. Now, you could also give people this piece of content around why you think uh, they would benefit from product B. Because at the end of the day, just because they bought one product from you, it's no, it's not a given. It's not a fait accompli that they're going to buy the next product from you you have to still continue educating them. You've got to woo them throughout your whole relationship. That's how you end up with a happy marriage, right? Uh, that's also how you end up with a happy customer. Continue to woo them. Use marketing automation to ask a question to activate customers who have partial organization adoption. Okay, now this one is, yeah, I mean, this is activation. Activation, if you're unfamiliar with that concept, is uh, in order to get the most out of a product, you have to do X, Y, or Z. Now, um, sometimes what that means is getting an individual to use part of the product uh, or all of the product. But in other cases, and in enterprise, this is often the case, is how do you move from, say, the marketing team to the sales team or the ops team or the human resources team, how do you get people in different organizations to do that? 
So an automation that you could use for that is when somebody is high NPS or when somebody adds an additional member to their account, send them an email that says, hey, here's a bunch of different ways that you could use this in, I don't know, HR, or you could use this in the finance team. Who should we speak to? Who would benefit from seeing this? Ask a question like that. The final thing is create a calculator to pinpoint the total value added since the inception of the relationship. Again, this is retention. Basically, you're looking to do one of three things. You're either looking to say money made, money saved, or time saved. This is really, really important. And ultimately, you should be delivering this stuff anyway. At a previous company that I was in, we created an email that would go out every Monday morning at 8.50 a.m., just before our customers started work. And it would say, here are the, it was a survey tool, here are the number of responses that you've got this week. Uh, here are some of the notable text responses. Um, thanks for being a customer, basically. And what that did was it, it basically said, well, we know the value that you get out of this is actually people responding to your surveys. So we're going to tell you every Monday whether you are getting value from this. And if you're not, we'll still send you that email, but we'll also send you a series of ideas for how you could actually use the product this week. And it worked. People would often log in. We increased retention and uh, and this, this works. So look, demand generation isn't just about paid ads or email marketing. It's also not just about acquisition. It's about the whole life cycle. It can be so much strategic and impact driving as a strategy that you should absolutely think about these things. What are the levers that you can pull today? I'll see you next time.